I've had one of those mornings where you wake up and you feel so motivated to accomplish all these tasks. You know, the tasks that build up that aren't actually urgent, but you cannot ignore them. (laughs) But like, there's no time. There's no real motivating factor because it's not urgent, but you just should do it or that If you don't do it, you're really going to be screwed, but like years from now, you know what I mean? One of those things has come up for me, which is that I need to get my passport renewed. And I was really pumped about this because I was ready to go. I was feeling good. I finally just, I mean, it's been on my to-do list for weeks. It's something that I'm doing. My passport doesn't expire for like another like eight months or nine months, but you're supposed to get it done before then, so I hear. So I woke up and I was so ready to do it. And I also was feeling really good because I have a passport card as well, which is just a sort of, from my understanding, primarily for traveling between the U.S. and Canada and the U.S. and Mexico. And also I think there's some other places you can go. But I have one of those that's not expired. It isn't. It expires the same time as my passport. And so I was like, oh, great. I can hold on to that in case... Because here's the deal. Basically, because of my job, I could sign on to a project very quickly and have to be in usually Canada because everything films in Vancouver or the U.S., pretty much. And then, you know, some places film something, film other places. But anyway, so I was like, okay, great. I have my passport card. So in case something happens last minute or I get a job that I need to go to Canada, I have my passport card so I wouldn't be screwed out of, you know, oh, how do I get into Canada? Anyway, because I have to mail in my passport in order to renew it. We all know how that works. Okay, cool. But I went to do it and when you fill in the form that you need to print out this form to put in the mail with your passport and a photo and money and etc. It said I had to also send in my passport card because I've been issued it, which in some ways does make sense, but now it has foiled this whole momentum I had going this morning to get this big annoying task done because I can't right now because of the time of year it is. At the beginning of each calendar year in specifically the TV industry, that's the traditional pilot season, which who even knows what the pilot season is going to be like this year? Who knows? That's a whole other conversation. But this is the worst time to be without a passport in case I sign on to a pilot, in case I whatever, you know, need to f- join another show or production that's filming in Vancouver, whatever, which is many of them. <laughs> so it's just the worst time of year to be without my passport or a passport card. And now I'm going to have to delay I feel. But then I don't want to delay so much that I get screwed over. It's uh, annoying. So I'm annoyed at this point in time because I, uh, you must understand what I mean. Like those times when you finally feel, I don't know what happens. I don't know what changes, but something within you all of a sudden just clicks together and you feel capable of accomplishing the the big scary tasks on your to-do list. You know what I'm saying? And like when you feel that way, it's like you are invincible. Like I could do anything. And I was ready to channel that I can do anything into my passport renewal. And now I feel like I shouldn't, but then I feel like I'm being, you know that, I feel like there's these mental tricks where you're like, well, now you're just finding an excuse. I'm like, no, I really need to not do this right now. 
so I don't get screwed. But I don't want to get screwed later either. I think I I know that there's expedited options, but those are still predicted to be like a five to seven week thing. And you just never know. You just never know. Anyway, so that's the mood that I'm in. I've had this podcast episode idea for a long time. In fact, years. <laughs> Maybe just over a year. I, there was a moment in time when I was filming season four of Nancy that I was going to start this podcast. And then obviously I did not. But I had a list of podcast episode ideas from that time. That was also a time when I kind of thought that this podcast would be a different sort of thing than what it is, which I don't even know what it is really. I guess it is sort of what I put in the descriptor, which is, you know, mostly talks about mental health in some capacity or another, just general life dissection and experience dissection. But I, I, what am I talking? Oh, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I was thinking about my passport again. I'm <laughs> sorry. So anyway, yes, this is what the podcast has become. That is sort of, it has this mental health slant, but is also just sort of a place for me to talk about whatever I want to talk about, really, which this definitely falls in that category, which I think. Okay, so I love Emma Chamberlain's podcast, Anything Goes. Really enjoy it. I love her. She's great. And she did this pet peeves episode, Once Upon a Time, that inspired this episode, which I think I'm entitling Things I Hate Doing. (laughs) And I figured because of everything, the trauma with the passport earlier today, that I am in the right headspace to be doing this episode. So I have a list of little things that I hate doing, or that are sort of pet peeves, I guess, but mostly that I hate doing, that I wanted to share with you. And just in, in I don't know why I always feel compelled to tell you why I want to talk about something or like what my intention is. I, I, I feel like this constant need. Wow, I burst out of a cannon this morning. I'm just talking left, right, center, back all a mile a minute. Now I don't even remember what I was saying. Okay, well, uh, it's clearly time to move on and just get into the meat of the episode here. Oh, hello. Hi, P. Hi, little P. That's my other cat. She just burst in. Okay, but I do feel as though I'm in the right headspace to be talking about this because I just feel like being annoyed and angry. (laughs) I have a reputation for people that know me or work with me for being a really good ranter. (laughs) I think a comedy slanted rant about something is just can be really cleansing for everyone. Anyway, I kind of have a reputation for ranting. Maybe that's surprising. I don't know. I feel like my my image on the internet's like very positive, which it which I I must admit I am. I'm a you know, I'm a very positive person for the most part and like really emotional and loving, but I do I do like to rant about things every once in a while. So anyway, as a as a fair warning here, obviously this is not serious. <laughs> obviously this is not important. These aren't actual complaints. This is just for fun because we're all human and we all have little things that we hate doing. And I want to hear about yours in the response to this episode down below. Okay, number one, I hate putting shoes on <laughs> so much. I have had some of my most irrational, disgusting breakdowns as a human while putting on shoes. So 
I hate putting shoes on. I really hate it. I hate touching shoes with my hands. It's not a germs thing. It is just, it's the feeling. Uh, it's the feeling of putting, <laughs> putting your shoe on. And if it's hard to put on and your knuckle of your thumb or whatever finger you're using gets stuck between your foot and the shoe and then you have to pull it out and it really hurts your finger. And it hurts the skin of your knuckle. And I hate it. And it's so stressful when you can't get shoes on. I have always sort of had this general distaste for shoes. And yeah, I hate putting shoes on that require me to use my hand and for it to rub my little knuckle. It is upsetting to me. Or if I literally can't put a shoe on, if I'm struggling so much that it is nigh impossible to get the shoe on the foot, I... Life is too short for that. I can't deal. I had probably, and look, these instances that I'm going to share with you obviously have other things going on behind the scenes. You know, I don't think I would go from a totally rested, peaceful state of mind into having a breakdown about not being able to put on a Converse high top if I wasn't also just generally stressed. (laughs) But yeah, on um, Nancy, I wore a lot of high top converse. And I'm also such a rusher. I just want things to be, I just want to execute things quickly most of the time. And so to take my time to undo every little part of the laces of these converse high tops before I put them on so that I can put them on easily, the investment of time and effort into that task is already too much. We've already, no, no. I love a slip-on, okay? One of the biggest meltdowns I've had in recent years was being on set, being really stressed about just generally what was happening otherwise, and then not being patient enough to fully undo these high-top converse enough for me to slip my foot in easily and then put it on, and not being able to put it on, and I absolutely broke down in tears. (laughs) This is not the first time this has happened. This has happened at other points in my life as well. I was legit crying because I couldn't put on my shoe. I don't know why that is such a deep emotional trigger for me and obviously is under the context of other things going wrong. But my God, it's just not necessary. So I love a slip-on. I love a sandal. I love... There's this brand of tennis shoes that you can just slip on that have a bendable back section. So like where you would normally be tugging your shoe up and on. Also, I know that there's going to be somebody who says, and I've been told this before because I've been open about my shoe problems. They're like, just use a shoehorn. I'm sorry. No. You think my ass is going to carry that around? <laughs> like, no. I mean, I guess I could just keep it by my shoes, um, you know, at my house. But I travel a lot. Also, no. Also, no. No. Do you think I'm going to whip out a shoehorn all the time? Like, no. That's the whole point is that this is a pain in the ass. I don't want to add a tool involved. Okay, so let's just not go down that road. There's this brand of shoes. Did I finish this sentence? There's this brand of shoes called Kizix. K-I-Z-I-K-S. I'm sure there's other brands too, but I have some shoes from Kizix that definitely make me look like a grandma, for sure. Not that their styles make you look like a grandma, but the ones that I have, I they're like old woman shoes. And yeah, you can slip your feet right in there without touching anything because the be- the back part bends. 
so it compresses down and you can put your foot in. So yeah, that's life-changing. They're not as stylish as I would like. So I would like every shoe company to adopt this technology, please, so that we can all stop hurting our sweet little thumbs and just having something super annoying. You know, let's just stop with more things that are annoying. Okay, moving on. Number two, I hate getting my nails done. There are very few punishments greater to me than getting my nails done at a nail salon. It's the worst. I don't understand how there's anybody in the world that finds that relaxing. Would I love to have my nails done? For sure. Love it. Beautiful, cute, pretty, fun. I I envy all of you out there who are like, yeah, I find it enjoyable to go get my nails painted. I wish that were me. But you know what sounds horrible to me? Is spending like an hour because it takes forever. Why does it take so long? (laughs) Look, it makes sense how long it takes. It's, you know, a detailed task. But you go into this place and then you go and you sit across from someone. So you're like at eye level with them, facing them. And you can't use your hands. So you must engage with them, but they often don't want to engage with you, which is my preference most of the time, which you've probably gathered. (laughs) Most of the time, I would prefer not to talk to strangers, which maybe is a bad trait, but it's the truth. So that's life. (laughs) Sometimes I have really positive interactions with strangers that are really special and fun. So, you know, don't get me wrong. One time, okay, (laughs) sorry, but I got to tell you the story. One time, Sam and I were in a grocery store parking lot, and everyone always wants to talk to us. I don't know what it is about us. I think we just give off. We both just look really friendly, I think. Objectively, we just look, and we are often having a really good time, so maybe we just, you know, look jovial. So in this parking lot of this of this grocery store, I don't remember how we started speaking with this lady. I think she was maybe stuck in a car and we helped push her car. That's what it was. We had to help push her car to get it started or something. I don't know about cars. But anyway, she ended up telling us about this banana pudding recipe that I don't know how this came out of her mouth. But she said, I don't know, as a thank you, she's like, here's my offering to you as of gratitude is this verbal recitation of this banana pudding recipe with Nilla Wafers. So that was, for example, an interaction with a stranger that I loved, (laughs) that I treasure, in fact. Anyway, so look, I do like interacting with strangers sometimes. But when someone's doing a service for you, also, that can make me uncomfortable. So if you're sitting in the nail salon and they're performing this objectively luxurious service for you, like it's uh, no one or, well, gosh, who's to say? Maybe there are people who do need to have manicured nails for some reason. Well, a hand model, for example, you know, that's part of your work. So I'm not talking about you. But usually it's only a service you get done purely for fun and enjoyment, which is great. I'm a big fan of those things. However, it does like add to the awkwardness for me that I'm like sitting across from the stranger facing them being like, make my hand pretty, make my nails look nice. (laughs) And like, you can't do anything. Because I have tried to set myself up, right? 
where I have my AirPods in and I have something that I want to listen to playing on my phone. And, you know, I'll just say, oh, I'm just listening to this thing. You know, what? I, you know, answer the questions that you need to answer or whatever. And then, you know, if they seem chatty, that's one thing. But oftentimes they don't. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to my thing. And but then the thing is, then they inevitably ask you a question and you can't hear because you're listening to something else in your ear and you can't pause it because you can't use your hands. So then that's just a terribly uncomfortable situation and it's very hard to control. And so you're left like staring into the corner of the room at whatever HGTV show is playing on the television. But it's just the worst. It's the worst. It is. And it takes forever. And it's like weird. It's so weird. It's just not, I want the result, but that is not worth it. I hate it. I hate it. I just don't find it relaxing. I find it really stressful. And like, I'm judging myself as a human for not wanting to interact with this other human who's not, who's performing a service for me, even if they don't want to interact with me either. It's horrible. Okay, next. I hate when you're walking down the street and you walk past just one single person. <laughs> oh my God. Because here's the thing, you know, you're imagine this, you're on a crosswalk and you're going one way and somebody else is coming the other way. And if it's a group of people, you know, you don't have to make eye contact. You, you know, or you make eye contact with it. You like look at them. This, the, the crux of why this is difficult for me is I don't know where to look or when to look someone in the eye or not <laughs> when I'm passing them by. So, but if it's a group, it's like no one is singled out in any way, really. So you can just kind of glance and it feels both friendly and not weird. But when it's just one single person, I feel like I feel obligated to make eye contact and smile or something. Just, just you know, have a little acknowledgement of, oh, we're two humans occupying the same space for a brief moment. You know, right? Or sometimes, you know, if I'm engaged in something else, then that's its own thing. But when it's just one person, I feel like I am always checking to see if they're looking at me so that I can look at them at the same time. So then we're like, you know, look at each other and like, you know, little nod or little smile or whatever, even just just connection, just eye contact, and then you move on. But then it's the thing where what if, if you're like not looking at each other at the same time, because if somebody looks at you, you want to you don't want to not look at them because then you seem rude. So then you're like trying to look at each other at the same time. But then if you do, it's so awkward because you're the only two that are there. And it's weird. And you're like, oh, we know each other's here now for sure. <laughs> and oh, we're, we're a little engaged. And it's just us. <laughs> I hate it. I don't know. I feel so uncomfortable in those moments. I really don't know what to do. I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. What do you guys do? Do you look at people? Do you choose not to? I feel like when I was in, well, this is an interesting component, is that when I lived in New York, I learned not to look at people because when I looked at people, they would take that as permission to engage with me and usually say something creepy. Hi again. That's Miss P again. Hi P. Thank you. When I lived in New York, I would learn, yeah, they would say something weird to me. So I just learned to block everybody out and not look at anybody ever. But then I hated that because it just, I don't know, I felt so hardened. I felt so jaded and I like want to open myself up to people more and, you know, just not be negative just not make anybody feel worse. The world sucks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you don't ever want to make it meaner for anybody. So I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys look at people when they pass by you? Or do you avoid it? 
Because then it's also awkward for me when I'm intentionally avoiding it. So I really just hate it. Better to avoid the whole thing. Just stay inside. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, next. I hate tapping my credit card. Because I always feel like a fucking idiot. (laughs) Because you're trying to... First of all, I don't get it. How does that work? How does that take money from me? I don't understand. I do, kind of. I mean, it's just acknowledged. It's like, you know, getting the card details, essentially, and then charging it is my general understanding or my guess. But anyway, it's always, you're like waving it around. You're like moving it around on this piece of technology. You know, the little, the like, uh, the pin pad or the whatever you call that, the cashier. I Every episode, I do this. I feel like you must all be screaming at me from home. Like, it's called this. You know, the checkout. Pin pad. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, on the pin pad. Right? (laughs) But I hate how you have to stand there and you're just like moving it around on this pin pad looking for the magic spot where it takes your thing and you're like lifting it up and down and the cashier's looking at you. And for whatever reason, the technology... I mean, it's amazing that this can happen, but the technology of this pin pad, if that's what it's called, is so, so bad. How has that not evolved? And I feel like every cashier I ever talk to says the same thing. Like, why is this technology so bad? Okay, next. I hate. This is a necessity. (laughs) A necessity. For me, and hopefully for you, it's a safety precaution. When I order a car, like a Lyft or an Uber or something. I hate when the car pulls up and I have to go walk around to the back to look at the license plate to make sure that the license plates match, which you should always do. But I hate that moment. It is so awkward. It's like the person's there. They see you standing there. They know that you're the person that called the car and you're walking up to the car and you're going to get in. Except for then you have to just take a couple extra awkward steps and lean over to look at the license plate. And then you look back at your phone and you're like, oh, okay, yep, they match. Cool, cool. (laughs) Before you get in. I hate doing that. I hate it. It just makes me, it's just, it ruins the flow. It's so awkward. Also, because it's not that I think these, I think drivers would understand why people do that, you know, not be judgmental, but it's inherently me saying, I don't trust you. (laughs) So let me just double check. You know what I mean? So it's just weird vibes. Weird vibes to start off with. It's just weird. But it's, you know, especially if you're running late, you're like running down. Also, haven't they reduced the wait time to two minutes? I swear I saw that the other day. It used to be five, you know, but that's a whole other thing. So now the wait time is short, I think. And so if you're ever kind of running late, And then you're like there and they're like, oh, finally, here we go. Let's go. And then you take an extra couple seconds to walk around the car to look at the license plate. It's just like everybody's just a little bit more annoyed, you know? You should always do it. Don't get me wrong. This is not, this is not me saying you shouldn't. You should. It's just that. I hate it. Okay, this is a little niche. (laughs) Maybe these all are a little niche. This is a little nicher, which is, I eat a lot of yogurt, okay? 
And I hate when you're scraping out the yogurt from the bottom of the vessel and you have to stick your hand deep into it and like the sides are covered with yogurt residue right but you're getting into the bottom because you don't want to waste so you're scraping the bottom of the yogurt out and your hand gets covered in the residual yogurt from the sides of the container (sighs) and then you have to go wash your hands I hate that it drives me nuts it makes me consider wasting the bottom of the yogurt container which I would never do but I have since changed yogurt brands to yogurt that has a shorter uh, container so this is less of a problem for me so that my spoon is long enough to reach the bottom without my hand entering the container so little life hack for you That was just a joke. I'm being facetious. Okay, next one. Now, this is a fun one. Well, let me tell you first, and then I'll tell you why I think it's funny. I hate not having just the right support when I'm lounging. Like if I'm lounging in my bed, sitting up, and I need to just, the the pillows that I'm lounging against just need to be just right. And I'll, I'll just continue to adjust and adjust and adjust and I don't spend any time relaxing because I'm constantly just adjusting. I hate that. Here's what makes this interesting upon further review because I was reviewing these points before I started recording and I had this funny realization that there's this cute little factor of having a mental illness where you don't know if a behavior or compulsion is normal or if it's because you have OCD. (laughs) Now, this is a super mild example and OCD is much more complicated than this. However, I feel like this is relatable because I have these kind of thoughts all the time. I'm like, am I normal or is this one of those special mental illness things that I just don't recognize because I've had this mental illness my whole life? <laughs> so I don't I don't know if this falls in that category. I think it probably does. Where I just can't, I like can't relax and just accept. Like I have to just adjust compulsively until it's perfect, but it's never perfect. So yeah, I hate that. Why am I so picky, I ask myself, and the answer probably is that I have OCD. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a, maybe that's just a little thing, you know? Because that definitely falls in the category of things that I hate people saying that they have OCD because they're a perfectionist about something like that. That, on its own, is not enough to constitute you saying that you have OCD. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) There's a lot of other factors. So I don't want to say that flippantly because I acknowledge that that is something that people who don't actually have OCD like to reference and say, like, I'm I'm so OCD, which, by the way, that phrasing is also incorrect. I'm so obsessive compulsive disorder. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so there's that. So I acknowledge that that kind of falls in that category, but I do think it is an offshoot of my OCD, but I do hate it. So, okay, next. This is, I'm sure, universal, which is I just hate cleaning out that little, the little food catcher in the sink. Disgusting. Repulsive. Horrid. Hate it. Next, 
arriving to a restaurant to meet a friend and being uncomfortable before you find them, hate it. Hate meeting a friend at a restaurant and especially someone you haven't seen in a long time. So it's like you like, at least for me, I have this desire for that first moment of seeing each other and reuniting. I really want that to be picturesque. And instead, it often is me like looking at my phone like, are you here? Going to the hostess stand like, I think my friend might already be here, but I don't know. Do I text them that I'm at the table or do I just let them discover me? (laughs) Do other people think like this? So I, yeah, I don't know. It's just so uncomfortable and it's not what I want for the first time I'm seeing someone, especially if it's been a long time. It's just not the vibe. It's just not the vibe. And I hate that. so uncomfortable. But then, you know, that goes away. Once you see them and yeah, friendship. Yay, it's all fine but I do hate it. Next and final, in some way this does feel culminating because there is, there are very few things I hate more than this. I am a fast walker. Always. And it's because I feel like I need to rush everywhere, which is its own problem. However, I have zero patience. Zero for people walking slowly in a horizontal line in front of me on the sidewalk. No! If you dare walk in a pack of multiple people down the street, your asses better be staggered. You better not be walking in a horizontal line, but if you are, you better be booking it. I cannot deal when I can't get around someone. It's so uncomfortable. Because you're walking at just a faster pace than them. And you're stuck behind them. And maybe they don't notice you. And you're like trying to ideally just get out of this situation. Because it's so uncomfortable to be walking really close to other people on the sidewalk. And you can't dart around them because they've created a blockade in front of you. Like break up two and two over to the side. You know, leave a lane. You have to leave a fast walker lane. Always have some awareness, have some care for the people around you who are walking faster than you, who aren't walking leisurely with friends. Maybe I wish I was walking leisurely with friends, but I'm not. I'm walking to the bank quickly or something like that. You know? So yeah, that's the last thing I hate. Pretty sure that one's pretty universal too. But then why? Then why are so many people doing it? Are there people who are really calm and at peace being slow? That sounds really good. I am, you know, I got my eye on you. I'm trying to be more like you. Slowly but surely. All right. Wow. I am simply famished. I'm so hungry. Oh, my stomach just growled. All right. It's time to go. But this was really fun. I hope that you had fun. (laughs) I hope you had fun. And uh, again, not serious. Just for fun. Just for, just for, just for laughs. Just for gags. So do share your most hated things down below. I would love that. I'd love to hear and commiserate with you and go nod my head as I read them and go, oh my God, yes, I hate that. Just fun to have a little rant and rave once in a while. All right. I love you so very much. I hope that you had a lovely new year. I think this is the first episode of the new year starting off on a positive note. (laughs) Things I hate. (laughs) As the fresh new year starts. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe I should be better at being a more positive influence. I just can't be too positive of an influence, you know? 
because then it's just unrealistic, right? You got to get the whole picture. At least that's, that's my attempt here. All right. I love you. New episodes on Wednesdays. Apologies in, uh, for, I put this out on Twitter, but last week during the holidays, I postponed the episode release. Thank you for your patience. Same deal as always. New episodes on Wednesdays. And I adore you. I love you so much. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. And if you didn't, if it's the time of year that, you know, brings brings up some some not so nice things, I love you so much and I'm so glad it's over for you. And yeah, share this podcast episode on your socials. Share it to your Instagram story and say, hey, you should listen to this. Whoa. Sorry, my phone almost took a dive bomb off my lap. But yeah, please rate and review this podcast. Send it to some friends. Share it on social media. That would be so awesome. It's really nice and really exciting. And yeah, I think that's it. New episodes on Wednesdays. I love you. Bye.